0: Welcome to the Hello First Name podcast. The Hello First Name podcast revolves around the term personalization and is brought to you by marketing author Rasmus Holi, founder of Omnichannel Institute and chief experience officer at the marketing automation software company, Agilic. The podcast is based on the book Hello First Name. Each episode is based in turn on a chapter from the book, followed by a discussion of the very same chapter with an expert marketing practitioner in the following episode. As always, you can buy the book on Amazon or other bookstores. You can also choose to listen to it all for free on your favorite podcast service. You're also very welcome to download the abstract of the book for free, and all models, of course, are able to download. All downloads are sponsored by Agilic. I'll make sure to put a link to everything in the show notes, but you can always connect on LinkedIn, and I'll be happy to reply and help out. Hello, and welcome to the Hello First Name podcast. Uh today we are going to be discussing uh, chapter six, namely the bowtie of personalization. So I feel that this is where everything starts to become practical. We've been discussing a lot about why it works and what it is and how we can find it. Now we're really into sort of the practitioner's model and discussing how can we actually make use of this? How do we put this into practice? And uh, I'm so thrilled and so happy to to welcome uh, Peter Anders Frank uh, here uh, to the show. Uh, Peter is the Head of Customer Insights, CRM, and Email Marketing with the multiple award-winning Danish uh, Omnichannel Beauty and Health Retailer, Maitis. Peter, welcome uh, on the show.
1: Thank you so much, Asmus. Thanks so, uh, thank you for having
0: me. Thank you. I mean, you've, you've been, uh, you have quite a resume. I mean, all right back from you know uh, direct marketing agencies and uh, working for for brands and so on and so on with your own words can you give us a few words about your your career and where you, and where you came from and what you're doing at made us
1: yeah I, I definitely think that, that my career has uh, crm written all over it and segmentation and data so uh quite thrilled to have been working with some big brands in uh, in denmark on well segmentation and how to utilize data points uh to make a better customer experience uh, and now I can uh, make some good use of that in uh, in metas and i think that we have some uh, quite cool projects uh, which i hope i can also elaborate just uh, a bit on uh, on this mm-hmm. uh, this podcast
0: yeah fantastic yeah so the uh, the chapter from hello first name that we're discussing today is called the the bow tie of personalization and uh, that's supposed to be sort of a practitioners model for understanding and for being able to to work with personalization. But just stepping one, taking one step uh, further back before we get into that, um, in your words, how would how would you define the term personalization? What does it mean to you? I think uh, I think personalization is an extreme
1: broad. Um motion actually to be honest because you can yeah. uh, you can personalize uh, almost anything in every channel so on email it could be just hello first name as you just have yourself but that's just not uh, that's not just really personalization but but you are using some data points and on example um, uh, message if you if you come there there can also be something about uh, different streams and and so forth um but i would say that personalization for me is uh, that you to some degree has taken into account uh, the engagement of the user the transactional uh, engagement as well and can present some kind of experience that is unique uh, for that individual member mm. yeah so that would probably be my 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 broadest scope yeah. uh, of, of the term personalization
0: yeah I, th- I think it doesn't in, indeed fit very well with the with the boat type of personalization I mean I was talking to to so many people about this and I still do and, uh, and and we actually experienced somewhat the same issues as you're seeing here that so many people are using the term interchangeably and that sometimes they're meaning completely different things. And sometimes they are, you know, pointing fingers at each other, saying that what you're working there isn't proper personalization because you're only using my first name, but you're not doing the rest. Or what you're doing there is actually segmentation. Or how can you even work with personalization when you are uh, in advertising and so on? And um, and I realize that so many people are working with this, so it doesn't help that we're pointing finger t- fingers at each other. But we maybe more or less look at it as a not an either or, but more of, to which degree are you personalizing here? So, so, so we put it into sort of the, I mean, after having spent so many, uh, hours and discussions and, uh, time with people who knew stuff about personalization. So spending a lot of time with the problem before actually trying to come up with a solution, we invented, uh, me and the co-authors, this model called the bow tie of personalization, which is basically. I think that correlates very well with what you're saying here, that we have the customer insights and you match that with the content, whatever that be. And, yeah. and that's, that's basically the, that's basically the, the, core of personalization matching your customer insights with your content. And, and how does that, I, I, do, do do you agree? Does that fit to how you see things? Does that uh, apply to your broad perspective?
1: I definitely think so, and also just to to comment on on some of that, there's I think there's so many different interpretations of personalization within each channel. Uh, so if you have very uh, channel agnostic uh, setup in your, your in your business, so you have SoMe me and you have uh, paid and you have the, the email, for example, there's a different interpretation into personalization as how it is. So, but I do think that personalization so
0: different channel teams will having yes. be having different perceptions.
1: Definitely, and and I think that that to have personalization or even hyper personalization, I think that you should have built that upon some kind of customer insight, some kind of data insight into mm. who the customer is, and uh, and that's also what we are trying to uh, to, to to do in in Metas. I'm not saying that that we are um, completely. Personalized. We're not completely personalized. That would mean that all of our content would be individual and personalized as well. And and we're not there. We are more.
0: I don't think anyone's there,
1: by the way. No, exactly. (laughs) So we're we're building more on on segments uh, based on some some uh, some really good insights uh, from uh, from our
0: members. Yeah. Actually, just coming to think of it, uh, so you and I, we, we've known each other for years, and uh, and everybody, at least in, in Denmark, will be knowing Metas. But maybe can can just put a few more words to which kind of business is Metas? How big are you? How are you online? Are you? Can you can you put a few words to the business of Metas, actually, before we proceed? I think that'll make it easy for everybody to sort of relate to our discussion here.
1: Yeah, definitely. I, I, Metas is a, is a retail uh, within, uh, as you also uh, mentioned in, in your foreword, uh, within beauty. Uh, and uh, I would say that that we have had quite a rapid digital transformation, uh, starting off with uh, with our current uh, CEO uh, who is Krigers Vedvildsbøl, who really saw uh, the potential uh, going more digital. Uh, so since I think twenty eighteen, where we had. I think that we had five people sitting down in our e-commerce department, and we had like two percent of the overall business. We are now uh, we're now having 28 percent of the entire business uh, of uh, of Matas and we are just around i think 80 or or 85 people uh, in the in the e-commerce uh, department so that's quite quite extraordinary and we also have been developing our our media business as well so that's also something that's been the retail media yeah retail media yeah exactly yeah. so so that's also something that's grown significantly yeah. and uh, if we see the amount of just emails and our inventory it's expanded uh, enormously yeah. so i think we we send out Last year, I think it was around 330 million emails, and I I assume that this year will be uh, just close to 375 million emails, yeah. and that's that requires quite a lot from 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 the business and from uh, from the suppressions and
0: uh, yeah and from um, the recipients I would say even yeah.
1: Say, yeah right we need to be relevant and we need to yeah. create some kind of uh, personalized experience and and and. and uh, yeah. And relevancy uh, when we uh, when we communicate uh, yeah. to that degree that we do. So we have a. That also
0: includes some of the. I mean, the club in clubs. So you're doing this, some clubs yes. within the customer club based on people's brand preferences and based on where they are and which stores are nearest to them and so on and so on. As I recall.
1: Yeah, that's true. We have we have Mina brands as uh, as well. Uh, and but but that's that's actually more of a, of a, a separate. Uh, a track, uh, of, of, uh, offering, uh, so. Everybody, if, if you sign up for for Brains you will you you will get that. But we, we still do uh, personalization uh, and recruitment based upon if you cre- if you buy mm-hmm. uh, things from example some of our brand clubs, then we will try to recruit you and make you av- uh, aware that you actually have made a purchase. Why don't you actually try and utilize that into a savings, ac- not a savings account, but savings, uh, uh, so that you can have some free products uh, down the line when you uh, when you reach the limit. So um, so that's also a, a good initiative
0: so we have the customer club or the loyalty club called club Majors. can you put a few words to the uh, the loyalty scheme and how that is uh, that is put together
1: yeah uh, to to some degree it's it's um it's um earn and burn uh, most people would say so you of course <laughs> can uh, can buy products and for for the products you will you receive points uh accumulate to to uh, to how much you have uh, you have purchased We have just around 1.9 million members, whereas 90% is uh, is uh, female. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think it's it's close to 70 or 75% of the entire uh, females of uh, of Denmark. So that's that's quite 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 wild, actually. Uh, We have had it for uh, nearly 13 years now, so it's uh, uh, a teenager uh, almost. (laughs) 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 <laughs> so, <laughs> and we've been developing it uh, uh, over the years um where we of course try to to make it relevant but also just add features and functions to into, into it uh, so you also have our booking and uh, skin tests and yeah. all of these uh, on the side so to make it more uh, relevant
0: uh, yeah, so yeah. a lot of digital engagement tools yes have come to life at least that's what i see from my perspective that they've and maybe i during COVID or after COVID, it seems like you really yeah, super invested into your digital capabilities, looking at Sephora and all the other big giants out there saying, how can we really poof, supercharge this with live shopping events? And I think, I mean, if you're from within Scandinavia, at least you probably have heard uh, about Meters. I'm a huge fan of what you're doing. Then you also have, you're also actually offering like an, a side offering to the, to Club Meters, which is, can yeah. you tell a bit about that?
1: Yeah, it's uh, the, the sister for uh, for 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 Maters, uh, Club Mates is our Club Mates Plus membership. So that's def to uh, to to put it down to uh, to to what it is. It's uh, more of uh, made Club Mates actually. So there you will get some some uh, more points when you purchase. So that's three times uh, the amount of points you will normally get when you when you mm-hmm. buy products. You'll also get some invitations for for events and you'll also get uh, some additional savings on every 14 day you will get uh, a surprise uh, where you can actually purchase uh, with some discounts on either categories or on the entire shop or whatnot that depends uh, a little bit uh, what uh, what we have to offer at the moment but um, but there's some and free shipping, of course, also. Free shipping, yeah, main yeah, benefit that's, there. Uh, yeah. that's
0: and it's benefit. a paid It's a subscription that you pay for, actually, right? So, so comparable yeah. to Amazon Prime. I don't know if if people are familiar with that. Exactly. So, yeah. yeah, very interesting. Uh, all right. And you can you can also subscribe for products. Is that right? Is that right? Even though that you are basically a retailer and people need to go to the stores or shop online, they can also subscribe to products.
1: They definitely can. So but not all products. Uh, we, we, do not all offer all our products on, uh, on subscription, but we do have a vast amount of it. So, so you can have 20%, uh, well, playing off uh, of the, uh, of the initial product price. Mm. If you just subscribe to it and you can cancel it at any time. So it's, uh, it's 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 kind of a, a no-brainer if uh, if you have a product that you're really fond of, then you can uh, you can put it on subscription. You can also have it every four weeks, every five weeks, every six weeks. So you can uh, uh, yourself uh, try and alter the um,
0: the frequency of it. Uh, that that's very interesting so so thinking about all this so this is by the way this i think i think I think this is a trend that we 're also seeing so retailers adopting subscription based business model whether it 's in relation to their loyalty program or whether it 's re- in relation to their uh, to their to their, to their product product subscription basically so crazy amount of complexity you must be juggling but but something must be working so you you recently acquired. You're a Swedish competitor, as I understand it. How did that happen and and why what's what's the idea with that? I know you're a listed company, but just sort of overall what everybody should be able to to read on the news page by themselves yeah I, I definitely think that
1: kaigers uh, uh, and and the and the board and the and the management saw an opportunity uh, in a market that was uh, quite pressured uh saw an opportunity to acquire uh kicks which is a market leader in uh, in sweden norway and i think it's third in uh, in finland uh, mm-hmm. to make this big nordic um, beauty conglomerate uh yeah. basically so i think it's it's a huge potential for for Matas and for for kicks to be uh, uh sharing uh, knowledge and just uh not attacking but but making everything better for for uh, for the customers in uh, in uh, in all of the Nordics so I think mm. it's it's a huge huge uh, opportunity and I'm really looking forward to how we can leverage this uh, to a much greater extent it's still quite new so uh, integration tracks is ongoing uh, but uh, hopefully we can we can benefit from it all uh, very soon I cannot say mm. too much more
0: <laughs> oh, no, no no that's fine uh, all right so at least I'm very much excited to see what is going to to happen with that i think that's uh i mean maybe just being danish is always nice when danish companies are buying companies uh, abroad <laughs> so uh going back to the model thank you for the for the intro i think that gives uh, all the listeners uh, a much better understanding of where where's is uh, right now and also an understanding of the complexity that you must be juggling uh, come to think of it we didn't even mention the uh, the private label products that you're having Exactly. Uh, so, so even that as well, you put that on top, that there are certain products that you are producing yourself. And I'm assuming there's a higher margin on some of those. So sometimes yeah. there's a, like, a good value for money deal by buying the stripes, as, as they're called, the, uh, the, the private label products. So huge kind of complexity. And I think that also uh, refl- is reflected in, in the, the, the communication that you are, you are sending out and, and how, how many things you actually can personalize. So coming back to the bow tie personalization, it is this bow where you have one end which is full of insights and the other end which is full of content. And the idea here is for the most key moments of truth in the customer journey, you sort of tie a beautiful bow on that. So insights being comprised of your customer segments, whether that be, be value-based segments or sort of your personas or your customer types, or it'd be the moments of truth types of insights, which say much more about sort of the intent and what's going on right now, build on behavioral data. What is someone looking for? Uh, are they, uh, what is their intent? What are they trying to search for? Are they considering opting out or opting up or, or whatever? Combining that with the creative messaging uh, where we put our effort in the the text we write, the images that we produce, the even the small TikTok videos, all the creative messages, in combination with obviously the content feeds, and in your case that would be the uh, uh, the products uh, obviously, uh, but also all the how-to articles and the videos and the user-generated content that pops up uh, all places in all places and on your your reviews and so on and so on. So for these. Core moments of truth, that's sort of the idea with the, the bowtie of personalization. You need to consider all four corners of the bowtie. Uh, and as you say, no one is personalized for all customers uh, in every single charge point in all channels. But the claim with the bowtie of personalization is that in those particular important moments of truth in the customer journey, then it, you should at least consider all these sort of four corners of the bowtie. And that would leave you with some kind of hyper-personalized experience for the persons who who, who, who experience uh, that level of personalization. So hyper-personalization, I mean, as if personalization wasn't hyper enough or hyped enough, what does hyper-personalization mean, mean to you and what does it mean to Metas?
1: Well, that's a, that's a big and that's a good question. Um, I think maybe if if I can try and backtrack it and maybe we can steer it into to what hyper-personalization yeah. could be because... I think uh, all the complexity that you are mentioning uh, leads us up to also trying to figure out what is actually the moment of truth when we look into uh, to a customer of uh, or a member of of and and we've tried to come up with all kind of hypotheses on what could the single truth of uh, moment of truth be, or two or three moments of truth actually be, and to be perfectly honest, when we started that work, uh, we did not see. Uh, here is it, or here is it. But we saw a, a vast potential of many different moments yeah. of truth, and yeah. that actually kind of all along the customer journey. Exactly, uh, and where do we actually uh, uh, take our resources and use it for, for for greatest use? So what we did was actually say, okay, so uh, how can we uh, try and and make our um, customer lifetime value better for our members? How can we try and create some kind of engagement so that we can heighten the CLV for all of members? As we cannot uh, say that this is the single moment of truth, then let's try and see if the engagement levels, if that has anything to correlate with our customer lifetime value. And what we saw was, and it then makes a lot of sense, we just now have the data, we now have the insights, that in higher engagement with all our digital service and functionalities, the higher the customer lifetime value is, so instead of just looking at a model that, that says, OK, now the member has made a purchase, her CLV goes up and then over time it will drop and then it will heighten again once she makes a new purchase. Mm. Then we can actually try and and have some engagement, have some meaningful conversation and dialogue uh, with the member if we can present them with uh, content that correlates to their journey within Metas as of now. Yeah. That's why we actually created an engagement model,
0: mm. which
1: we have uh, just gone live with, which we believe uh, can create uh, additional value for the members, additional value for, for meta. So that goes uh, quite quite uh, hand in hand, which we hope for will be, uh, be a success. But that also uh, uh, encompasses back to this with personalization and hyper-personalization. This would be something that can, can live on all channels. Meaning that if if Rasmus uh, is a new member to uh, to Club Club maybe I am. Maybe you are. I hope not. <laughs> uh, but but if you were, uh, we would probably not provide you with Club Meters Plus, which we discussed, which is uh, yeah. somewhat down the funnel. We would love yeah. to provide you as a, uh, from the get go, but
0: yeah.
1: then probably some way until you get get there. So, if we can present you with with some onboarding and we can present you with that, we have an app and we can try and do that uh, in our campaign emails. If you can try and do that as a standalone uh, yeah. campaign, if you can show it to you in the store when you visit and we can make our, um, our um, uh, staff av- uh, aware that, well, Rasmus is a new member, we should try steadily just onboard him, download the app Rasmus so that it can be easier for you to uh, to make your purchases and get your information from basis, mm. the and then just build upon that. If we can uh, uh, make that uh, happen, then we will create a really good um, uh, member and business case for for and a good experience
0: for for you as well. So, so such if you are. I mean, you are. So the way that I often describe this is, they say that if this is the customer journey and this is where the customer doesn't know you and this is where they don't want to know you anymore. Along that, there are certain moments of truth that are very important for the customer, and there are some that are very important to you. Yes. And obviously, the CLV sounds like, I mean, whatever boost the CLV is important to you. But in order to make that happen, you're actually chasing all the moments of truth in the customer journey that doesn't necessarily implicate a conversion or transaction, but it's something that you'd like them to do. All the engagement points is where you believe you can offer value, and that would then reward you in turn with actually a higher CLV
1: yeah definitely because we try we i mean of course we have very transactional uh, flows going on but we also see the well it makes sense that we see uh, that that it's not all about transactionals it's also about relevancy it's also mm-hmm. about uh, emotions and uh, try to just take a step back and that's why we actually just we don't try to to stuff down uh products or new categories or anything like that we actually try to just take one step back that's the same thing we do when when we have after sales programs if you purchase in in the store if you purchase uh, online you will be prompted with after sales but that will uh, that will actually mean that we uh, uh, we have a period of eight days where we unless that's a really big campaign that we uh, <laughs> that we uh, that we stop it's always exceptions. Yeah, That's always exceptions. Yeah. So we actually stop sending you uh, campaign emails for a period of, of eight days because we know that in that 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 period of time you are not prone to actually go in and purchase anything new. There'll
0: be uh, I think we have uh, eleven days before
1: uh, uh, you you make a, a new purchase. So we haven't. And, and after any
0: week, kind of purchase then I'm actually paused for 11 days in the campaigns. eight days eight days yeah eight then
1: you yeah. actually paused yes and then we have yeah. uh, uh, the opportunity to to try and and provide you with information that's not transactional not hardcore mm. conversion like so we try to actually say, set in some good advices or uh, or uh, give you some inspiration to other things you can you
0: can look at yeah. so, so so that's the first also... time I as a man buy makeup then yeah
1: okay we may, may not have uh, have, uh have, have that come for, for, for that uh, just of yet that that may come at, at some point but but we what we do try and actually say so so if you if rasmus he, he buy uh, purchase um something skincare mm. then we can go in and say okay congratulations on uh, on your on your product purchase uh, do you know how to use your skincare products and if not try and see this video from uh from our staff uh uh, visit the website, and then you go into the website, and you can find additional information on yeah. this landing page. So that's also uh, a, a way to do this. But we do we do all this, uh, of course, when we see what you what, what you what you buy and how you engage. We create a score for you. That's the engagement score, and that's why we can always try and provide some additional uh, relevancy to to your customer journey, with, either in in an app post message if it's in the app, if it's on Meta's D K or if it's in the, in the store, we know what we can communicate uh, mm-hmm. to you to try and provide you with that next threshold. So you can see it like uh, uh, my, my previous uh, employer, we, we had a staircase, uh, which yeah. we for, and it's, it's actually yeah. a quite good metaphor. If, if, you, I if guess. you, from that, yeah. We <sighs> try to, to just take one step further up of this staircase until you reach um, uh, certain levels. Uh, and that's why what what I also said that we are not interested in providing you with some of the maters Plus or our booking uh, from the get go. We try yeah. and st- steadily build up the engagement, build up uh, interests and the relevancy for for Mates and ClubMates, and then once you have that score and that threshold then we provide you with now you have to see what this is and then we uh, of course communicate all the usps that uh, that we have uh, at our disposal but in different ways so uh-huh. that's again that's a content uh, drill uh, but that is trying to say so club mailers can be communicated in various ways so maybe you're not interested right now because we are now uh, trying to focus on the free shipping then we may need to say, okay, you can get special offers, free, uh, three, three mm. times uh, the the normal amount of points, so that we can, uh, at some point, uh, hopefully, uh, find a way that that uh, where you think, okay, that's actually a good uh, offering. Let's try
0: that out for free. Yeah, and then you actually, so so it sounds as if you are using. So going back to the the bow tie of of personalization, you are looking for the moment of truth in the customer journey, and as you say, there are many. Yeah. so uh, basically every single threshold that uh every single step that you take up further to becoming the the perfect majors plus member seems to be one of those moments of truth so yeah. when you find out that you can actually help me more by teaching me how to apply my skincare, and that will basically boost the engagement more than just sending me more uh, offers so shifting actually from delivering value in terms of economical value towards delivering uh, value in terms of a functional message of how do I apply things or just making me just feel good about myself or uh, maybe even just providing an experience by inviting me to come and have a, I don't know, a makeover or try stuff app, uh, in, in the app so I can try up off uh, of eye, eyeshadow in the app, stuff like that. That sounds like you are, and, and basically the, the <laughs> offerings that you have, you have different kinds of versions of that for the different segments. Yes. Is, is there a, is there like one key message do you have a key message for like moving up a threshold in different variants for different segments uh, is there any example uh, mm-hmm. of that or
1: yeah and that and that's that's a good point uh i, and I think then when you're talking into the hyper personalization uh to uh to, to a big degree because uh as of now no we we, we don't have uh for, for various segments so so we more or less say okay when you reach uh, a certain level, you should now get Club Matters Plus. and then we have uh, three communications around that, what, which what we call uh, experiences. Yeah. Uh, that could also be if it's uh, uh, within the skin test, then we will also have some uh, multiple experiences around that. Next mm. level would of course be to try and and create segments, whether that is within age, so we can communicate to different age groups whether it's because we have uh different marketing segments or if it's family similar.
0: patterns or
1: family patterns value percentiles all that that mm. kind that 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 would, that would be in the next level
0: yeah
1: yeah uh, and and of course again we are not as of now we are, we're not uh present on all of our channels but that again would be the ambition that is the ambition so that we can create this experience uh be recognized on all our channels uh by this engagement model Mm-hmm. Uh, that would also be part to my understanding of what I understand of of, of hyper personalization.
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 So, and we're, we're not arguing in the book that like, every single moment uh, with the brand should be hyper personalized because that will, I mean, probably wouldn't always uh, be worth the effort, but really highlighting on those important moments of truth and at least at them try and be as personalized as you can do uh, based on the insights that you have, based on the data that they're. Com- Priced of, and based on the content at your disposal, and the, the beauty of you know product feeds and article feeds and whatever is that the content's already there, yeah. whereas the creative messaging as I hear that you are building into the I mean the different call to actions sound like different messages, and that's where you put in your creativity, and that's what you could have in,
1: yes.
0: in different variants depending on the segment and depending on the, the place in the customer life cycle. From what you're hearing, it sounds as if you are very much uh deploying an omni-channel perspective to personalization that and um, that you really taking doing your best to sort of tie the bow tie before applying it into a specific channel can can you tell a bit about what made you take that decision or or is that even the case
1: that, that's definitely the case and I would also say that that, that hyper personalization or uh, or personalization in, in just a general term uh is omni-channel should be omni-channel um uh again back to going we are i am and uh, uh my team is uh, to some degree very commercial that's that's uh, that is um, part of our uh, job description that is to be very commercial and what we can see is also that uh, we have good web customers and we have good uh, store customers but the best customers uh, besides the club uh, masters plus members is the omnichannel customers so those, who are is both online uh, and of course also in the physical store. So we have an uh, an, an initiative or a, not initiative, but but we have a goal of course of of um, trying to get as many uh, converted to either uh, store uh, or the websites uh, customers as soon as possible. So so yes, we are omnichannel and, and every initiative that we create needs to have some kind of omnichannel perspective into it and that's also what the engagement model does and need to have we need to uh, to make these this information available for for either the stores or we need to create it uh via uh, metasdk or via uh Angelic, of course as, as the platform where we can can have it uh, through our, our emails or push messaging or whatever
0: we can have yeah. so
1: yes everything is is uh, is omni
0: oriented yeah Yeah. i think that's very interesting also especially the 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 idea with the with the sales associates and i think you are pretty famous for also training your staff uh, to a very high skill level not only when it comes in i mean in terms of you know them knowing the, the products and so on but also them knowing how to sort of uh Use the the different digital tools at their disposal and have a more holistic understanding of that it's it's okay to to move the sale online and you even have people in store that are serving online customers so they can actually interact in, in, a, in a in a in a mediated way I think that's incredible so so we uh, so it almost sounds as if you know the the channels uh, are are a big no no uh, that it's it's all uh, omni channel but moving back to the to the channels here uh, shortly before we um, uh, we finish off uh, i mean the old saying goes that personalization is about delivering the right message to the right person at the right time in the right channel how do you see the the channel part uh, fit in
1: i think that's that's uh obviously i think that's a big part i i'm not saying that we've cracked that uh, completely not at all but but that is part of our total understanding of doing the engagement model also why uh, businesses should uh, participate in or have uh, CDPs. That is to try and recognize which channel is the most important for me. Because what we can also see from our customer insights, from our data, is of course that young people they have, they have unfortunately a less tendency to actually read their emails. Which, uh, yep. which um, uh, of course um, uh, is understandable. They're more that time is more on the app. Uh, it's more on on the website. So why should we actually? bother to create an email and send it out but instead we could leverage this so if we know the segment uh, is not going to respond or the person not going to respond on an email then let's send that information straight down to our paid media team down to our social media team and uh, and get them to actually hand, uh, take an action uh, into this uh, that that's also part of the the engagement model to to some extent that is to to showcase information uh, on the different uh, uh, channels Mm. Uh, if it's not relevant on, on email, then let's not try and uh, and, and create a, a need or uh, a necessity for them to actually read these emails. It will just hurt our our, um, our email um, delivery and our overall, um, well, it will just be uh, be something that, that the email will be, how you call it in, in Danish, I know it will udvande. Uh, yeah, will,
0: you'll uh, water it down, the effect of it. it. Exactly. <laughs> Uh, and yeah. so so
1: I think that's a giant You're
0: balancing paid versus owned channels here I mean carefully deciding whom what where, where to use your, your media spend uh, and in front of whom
1: definitely yeah that we do and we also again we have uh, we have uh, just uh, launched uh, ad form as well so that also makes a lot of sense that we can see email not not working uh let's send it hmm. down to metastk metastk not working turn on let's send the pay. Yeah, yeah turn on the pay okay exactly so 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 that's also what we are we are engaged in
0: so how do you so how do you toggle between inbound and outbound channels so prioritizing you know in-app and on-site versus push notifications and emails and text messages when do you do what
1: well again we are a, as as many companies, we're still silo uh, based, so so that still means that 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 each uh, department still works a bit uh, for its own. But we do try and and, uh, and create some kind of coherence bit between this by by actually going in and say, okay, we have people. Who have not clicked or who have not opened, who have not purchased, who have not converted on the specific emails, then we send them down to uh, to our pay track, and then they uh, will try and engage them. Uh, mm-hmm. That's that's very low low level, low practical, but but it's actually a, a quite good way uh, to do that. Uh, the same goes for for the engagement model which should uh, at some point also say okay now this this person is not engaging with us uh, on emails not engaging with us uh on uh, metasdK well then let's try it and send them a paid message or whatever or yeah. only be uh, visible on the app uh, and that information we are already passing along so we are we are, we are trying to to learn from this and make mm. some uh, some first experiences on it uh but 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 that's the way we uh, we do it but but of course we send all uh much of our information if we can see that that the mail is not working then it will send down to to paid who will try and uh unconvert them and the same goes for for us uh for, for different uh, uh models that we have mm-hmm. shared modeling uh of course if there's no response is, is sent from um from the email no conversion try and leverage it on
0: uh on, on unpaid we're talking a lot about data here uh we're talking a lot about um Metrics and we're talking a lot about uh, insights. Uh, basically, I'm wondering how you feel about the whole sort of content side of things and creativity, and perhaps even also the more softer side of the data collection in, in qualitative data. How, can you just talk a bit about how you are working with uh, content creation and and the process of you know personalization, not just being a data exercise, but also uh, an engaging content exercise?
1: Well I think actually um Again, Spotify have, have quite this uh, really, really cool uh, feature. Every year we, we get this uh, really good overview of what I've listened to and what yeah. I've missed out and uh, what I should listen Mostly to. Mostly
0: children's but, songs for my yeah, Yeah, so,
1: so top three <laughs> is, uh, is, uh, is uh, children's music, but 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 still, uh, I think it's, it's, it's quite cool. And, and the same way, I think that, that data and, and content creativity can go hand in hand. So we try mm. to be actually when we do, for uh, it could be campaigns on, on uh, Club Matters Plus, we try to combine this. So telling that, that people who might have an uh, who, are, who have a high CLV, they might benefit from actually being a Club Metas Plus member, then we try to showcase that. And then we try to, to showcase that in creative content. Mm-hmm. And also we try to be very upfront uh, uh, by also saying, so, okay, you've actually not, uh, you, you, you don't have the benefits actually of, of having a Club Metas Plus membership, even though you are, Maybe you should come back uh, another time. And again, that is—that's uh, pretty strong. That is pretty strong, and it's pretty transparent, and it's 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 uh, it's it's a good way. And and hopefully that will also be uh, be top of mind when people get this message that okay, yes, maybe it does not make sense to to be a Klug Plus member right now, but at some point it does. And Matters is 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 transparent mm. uh, to, to me. So that's a way where I think you can uh, can leverage um, the creativity and the data. Uh, and, of course, also the engagement model itself is is uh, is a tight uh, collaboration between data points and data yeah. insights yeah. and then creative uh, content yeah. uh, on the other side. Uh, and I think that that's what works the best. And I'm not saying that we're not doing a, a personalization and utilizing all our data within our big mm-hmm. campaigns and everything else. We try to segment and we try to... to uh, to curate uh, within segments uh, mm. and then try to, to personalize through streams. Uh, that's also, of course, the, uh, data points. Uh, but, but still, we're not doing it all the time. But we're trying to put all this relevancy uh, and customer insights on the side and then provide you um, uh, with some um, uh, sort of relevancy uh, either in the campaign or next to it by some other offerings. Interesting. So
0: you have a big team uh at least also when you count I'm um, not only your team but also in uh uh home metas uh, digital and now also with the uh, with kicks uh, group uh, coming in uh coming on board also from Sweden Sweden yeah. So I mean this may be a loaded question <laughs> but but are, are you experiencing I mean you're you're starting to talk to new people about this you're constantly getting new team members Do you struggle with people understanding personalization or misunderstanding and and could you think a model like the bow tie could help weed out some of those uh, misunderstandings?
1: I I definitely think that that a model could could try and uh, and, and come in and explain or be a mediator uh, for for how to, uh, to see personalization again. There's there's so many different interpretation into what personalization is, and uh, I think that that a bow tie would uh, the model that you've created uh, would be a great uh, addition to actually take that into to meetings again with with kicks. It makes a lot of sense, and try to explain how how do we perceive this, how do we go about this, mm. and how do you go about this? Because again, they sit in uh, in different platforms than than we do, so so they have some other options available to them than we have. They can be better they can be uh the, it can be worse it could be the same but they will still have different interpretation into to how to do presentation and to what degree they want to do it and how they want yeah. to leverage this 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 complexity of data and uh an inventory and content and all that mixed together so yes definitely i think it's a good idea to have uh, some kind of common uh, uh <laughs> common uh common that, that
0: was the that was the, the whole point of Uh, Of doing the book that we found also i mean also in agility when we were meeting clients and that they were they were not necessarily confused because everybody believed they had a uh, like good understanding of it but then they in meetings you suddenly find out that they're disagreeing or they're talking about two different things and now when i take the book and we take the book to to clients or whenever i'm booked for keynote and so on i often see that Sometimes even the, the CMOs are being met f- uh, by their CEOs asking them for, I mean, asking them to do more personalization and by doing it more and, and sort of this unnuanced nuanced view on it can also be an issue. So coming back and giving the pushback saying, we are, do, we are doing some kind of personalization. We're doing this and that, but not just yes. so much. What is it that you mean? We need to have a more nuanced discussion on this. And that's where I feel and hope that a model a like this could, uh, could, could, uh, could help out. So, but looking a bit into the future, uh, what do you believe will, will happen with personalization in the future? I think
1: that, uh, again, as as personalization is a broad uh, term and, and can be perceived very uh, variously by different people, AI, of course, is quite the same story. Uh, but I do think yeah. that in order to be more content to create more individual-based content, I do think yeah. that you'll, you'll need to have some kind of AI to go in and uh, and uh, and create the that mediation uh, for uh, for the business side and the relevancy and the content side. So so I think that AI will be uh, way more present in the future. and We are already looking uh, into that uh, on how to uh, to do that.
0: So I guess so. So for creating the stuff that you're now manually crafting and uh, writing and uh, designing and so on so like, yeah, I give, give some... you a, a faster leap forward uh, yeah. in terms of getting that I... done
1: yeah definitely I think that's uh, there's some 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 uh, some steps again to to go there I think our first step is actually try and see if we can get an AI to create 80 percent of an email taking down some yeah. resource time Uh, from our content team because then they can uh, try and put more time and uh, spend more time in uh, doing A-B split test, being even better on our call to action and uh, make our emails better. Going from that and going from there, we then get to have the AI to create segmented uh, content Mm. based on uh, on, on the insights and then we go to create individual uh, uh, content. But I see that as that, that's yeah. that's uh, down the line, uh, but of course, yeah. we, should, we, we need to have our eye focused on uh, what's going to be happening uh, uh, next and have yeah. an ambition on where we want to be.
0: I have this feeling that this would be a bit like the self-driving cars. So, I mean, we can, we can get to the 99% and it'll be okay, but letting it run uh, on its own... No, no. may take a, a long time so until that happens because i see uh, when that happens and we can rely on the ai producing s- things that are, are really great and i think that probably will come once that happens then we do we don't have to brief the ai on the segments we can brief them on peter exactly and all uh, his transactions and uh, whatever he bought said and uh, uh, felt and the pro- and products he used and what he consumed and his engagement and so on and so on so yes. uh, but again, when is that going to come? I mean, I think we'll probably have the self-driving cars before that, uh, to be honest. But uh, let's see. Uh, one closing remark here before we round off. Uh, your own favorite example of personalization that uh, that you've experienced uh, as a customer. What uh, what would that be?
1: Yeah, And it's actually, I, I think that Spotify, again, as as we mentioned, I think it's, it's really cool. I, I really like the feature because... Uh, not only the uh, the yearly uh, review but actually when you go into a playlist uh, the recommendation that you can have you can optimize uh, the music or the shows i think it's brilliant i think it's really really good uh, so so i really uh, really enjoy uh, spotify another thing is actually i think the uh, all And i've not experienced it myself but i think the idea of it is 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 uh, is really good that was uh, i think it was discovery who created like uh, in segments again in segments uh more or less created a, a personalized uh, experience for uh, for their um, um, users uh, imitating a sports interview. Uh, or oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, that was uh, so cool to actually create. So based upon what you've seen through the year, here are 11 yeah. uh, shows and, and, and yeah. uh, had uh, actually a presenter uh, say uh, the person's name.
0: I think exactly. Yeah. So I cool. think it was the the, the question, or the, the challenge was that a lot of people signed up for Allsvenskan, which is like the, the Swedish uh, uh, football Two league. league. Uh, and once the season was ending, how could they then make people consume other content that was more like a, entertainment but wasn't necessarily sport? And then they were pitching that to the individuals in an individualized, personalized film where they were presenting the shows that they wanted Peter to see as players in the in Peters uh, personal team for the, for the lineup i think that was i agree that was quite uh, <laughs> impressive and and, and super yeah, funny yeah. and talking about creativity yeah, and about yeah, content and engaging it. experiences that are surprising and memorable i think actually that one uh, really stood out as well yeah, it definitely is so <laughs> we'll give the kudos to uh, to hbo discovery for for putting that together
1: definitely. so uh,
0: let let that be the uh, the Final uh, remark uh, of today, uh, thank you for listening in on this. Thank you for participating, Peter. Huge pleasure uh, for thank the uh, the viewers slash uh, listeners to this. Of course, the, the models from the book, The there's a free abstract of the book that you can download for free, uh, including uh, the models. Uh, also, there's this podcast. So I hope that you'll subscribe to this and keep uh, listening in on the episodes to come. Thank you for uh, spending time with us today. Thank you for listening in on this episode of Hello First Name. Remember that all models and even a written abstract of the book are available for download. You'll find the link in the show notes. In next week's episode, we'll be discussing Chapter 7, Insights, Part 1, Segments, together with Lisa Bjørnkjør, who is the CEO of BellyBalance.se and former head of Customer Growth and Loyalty at the Telco Company 3 in Sweden.